the Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 144 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend with us. Give us a follow on what I think we're going to call Twitter X, whatever it was I think I said last week. The podcast Twitter is at Baseball365Pod. I'm at Justin Hughes 365 and Andrew is at AMCQ82. And we decided to switch it up from the original plan for this week's episode. I was going to put my creative, um, my dynasty ranks I made. We were going to put those out there, but we're pushing that back a couple weeks. And instead we're going to do with what our plan was to do next. And this is a fun idea Andrew came up with a few weeks ago, which is we're going to call guest ADP. Andrew has come up with 30 names, one from each team in baseball, and we're going to guess what the NFBC ADP will be for these players this upcoming offseason. And today we're going to cover 15 of them, actually, and a bonus, so I guess 16, but these are one from each team in the National League with one bonus player. All right, let's get Andrew on. Andrew, I know you spent a lot of time thinking about these names for us to guess. What was your thought process on the names to pick? Yeah, I just wanted to use players that either their value has changed a lot since last offseason or just interesting players like young young play, there's a lot of young players on the list like guys that have um shot up quite a bit in value or some of them have just stayed similar like it hasn't changed a ton maybe but um just interesting names to talk about i tried to focus a little on guys we haven't talked about a ton recently and yeah just guys that i thought would make for interesting conversations really so we're not gonna do like we're, we're gonna start with the braves we're not doing ronald acuna who was the <laughs> one overall this last year and correct guess his adp this year how about one <laughs> <laughs> right right no. yeah and even guys even um like the ones that i just didn't really want to do are kind of like veteran type players who are just steady and similar to what they were the previous year like every year you know i just don't feel like it's um i don't feel like it's quite as interesting to talk about so a lot of young names guys that have either shot way up or fell off um there's some of both so and yeah, it was fun. Com- it was fun coming up with some names. So Andrew gave me the list and we've have our own numbers and we have not shared these with each other. So this will be a complete, this is in the dark because there's no data out there. I mean, NFBC drafts don't even start till November. There are no sets of rankings out there. I don't think for next year redraft yet. So we're doing this completely in the dark, just taking guesses on where it will be. All right. Anything before we get started here, Andrew? Nope, I think I'm ready. Okay, well, we are going to start with the National League East. As I said, we're going to start with the Atlanta Braves. And Michael Harris is the first player. This year, he had an ADP of 29.6. Struggled early, turned it around the last few months. Current ADP, or current line is 283 with an 11 home runs, 16 steals. And that's basically over two-thirds of a season. Um, Let's see. I think I'm going to start with this one and then we're, we're going to each like go back and forth on who goes first here. 
I'm going to guess he's not too far off. I'm going to guess he's 40th overall. I don't think he's going to drop a ton. He was hurt to start the year, if I recall. He started the year on the IL. He struggled, but he's caught fire enough to get pretty close to where his stats were last year. I I think it's not going to drop, and I think he's going to be 40. That's my guess. Where'd you put him? I have him at 48. Yeah, okay. I think it's clo- I think it's close. I don't think it'll drop a ton. Um, like with a lot of these guys, I mean, it, it's going to depend some on rest of season. But, yeah, I think it's pretty stable now that we've seen it for a couple years. And, uh, you know, power speed, it just always gets pushed up. He's got that. But, yeah, I don't think it'll be quite as high as last season. I got him at 48. So we're in the same ballpark there. And yeah. now Ozzie Albies just went on the injured list this week, and now he's hitting second. So this is his time where he might really start, like, the counting stats might just shoot up. If Do you, you see his game tonight? No, I haven't looked. What did he do tonight? This is Friday night. Four, yeah, four for four with a stolen base. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Do that for a little while, and, you know, it, Ozzie Albies has been playing fantastic this year, but, I mean, they they could always bring him back and put him in the four or five slot. So you don't know, and if that happens, it could bounce him up even higher, but we will see. All right, moving on to the Mets next, and you picked the rookie Francisco Alvarez, who had an ADP of 470, which surprised me. I didn't expect it that low. He's hit hit 224 with 21 home runs, 42 runs, 44 RBI. Um, that's over 90 games here. I'll let you go first. What was your ADP pick for him? Uh, I've got him at 104, so like late late seventh round, eighth round, right in there. Um, I think he'll be kind of in the back end of like the top catcher tier of guys that. People are, you know, if they want like a really good catcher, I think he'll be kind of towards the back end of that, which is usually around pick 100, you know, 90 to 110, somewhere in there. I put him for 104. He's had a really good season, a lot of power. I just it's it's kind of like the weird thing with it, though, is you wonder a little bit about the batting average and but, you know, it's catcher. So you're filling a scarce position. So. I don't know, catcher's a little better than it used to be. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with 104. What do you got? We're once again within 10 picks of each other. I'm at 95. Uh, I went and looked, and I this was a fun practice because I one thing I did with a lot of these players is I went and looked at the ADPs of this last year, and I was trying to find, like, comparable ideas of, like, looking at catchers, their ranges and everything. And there was a run of three catchers going in the 90s last year. That was Wilson Contreras, MJ Melendez, Alejandro Kirk. And I was like, I think he could be in that same kind of range amongst catchers. So I put him at 95. So once again, we're close. Do you think you'd you'd be in on that price? Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to mention is some of these we may mention if we think we'll – oh, what I should have said at the top too. I assume this is clear, but this is where we think their ADP will be, not necessarily where we would take them. Yes. And I and I definitely haven't made all of those evaluations. I know you haven't either. So, uh, but we may mention periodically, like if we think we'll be in or not. Um, I have a feeling. 
I probably won't be. But I it, I could see it being one of those things I don't I don't hate it. And depending on how I feel about the next tier of catchers, if he's at like the back end of a tier that I kind of like, possibly, but um in this range, I don't know if I'll love a catcher that isn't helping me in speed or average. So, I mean, average is fluky, but yeah, I I would guess no, but something where I may have a share or two. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, very similar. I don't think, like, I, I'm not one that takes a lot of catchers too early in general anyways. And, uh, yeah, I don't hate the range at all, but I don't know if uh, that'll be my strategy specifically. So, yeah, pretty similar there. All right, we're going to move on next to Yuri Perez the, with Miami. You know, Mr. Electric Arm, an ADP of 655. So he, if you took him, you're doing well. 62 innings in the majors this year, 13 starts, 5 wins, 3.19 ERA. 73 strikeouts to only 21 walks, and he's thrown 98 innings this year. He threw 77 last year. I mentioned that because I do think when I'm thinking about this on my end, it's all about the innings. The upside is there, but I'm guessing he likely isn't finishing 2023 with the innings much over 120, I would guess. So if that's the case, hoping for about 150 to 160 next year. That will knock him down a peg from where I think he'll probably be a year from now if he does indeed throw those 150 to 160 innings because those could be elite innings. So because of the inning limit, I'm going to put him at 127. That's where I got him. What about you? I've got him at 71. There's our first big difference. And... um. I think Yuri's just one of those guys that is so good. And there's definitely innings questions. So I think it's going to be a very polarizing type of pick. I don't know if it'll be this high, but I also know that players like this, they just keep getting pushed up and up and up. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a great feel for it. I think there will be people that hate it wherever he goes because of the innings, but I also think that it's in the range of outcomes that he's like the best pitcher in baseball in a year or two. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've got him at 71 and um, not sure how I feel about taking him there yet. Well, TBD, TBD. I think that, you know who I think of, and I don't think his range was too far off was Brandon Woodruff a few years ago when he just came up. I think he like, that for one of those first years, he was projected for about 150 innings, and I think he might have gotten his his ADP up that high, uh, or at least in that range. I can't remember for sure, but huh, it's 71. Yeah, I I think you're gonna have to. I mean, that's kind of obvious, but I mean, you can build around. You know, like obviously, you know, if you take him, you're just building your innings later. So I think it's okay to take him where he's going to go, but I don't know. I mean, if it gets any higher, I don't, we'll see. I don't know. He, he's probably one where I will have a piece of him somewhere because I'm not going to likely want to just no shares across the board type of thing, but I can't imagine being all in either considering how much I expect him to get pushed up. 
So in other words, draft him early in the offseason whenever his ADP might yeah. be a little lower. That's the other thing with some of these is things will evolve and change, obviously, during the offseason. Like if you look at main event ADPs or just, you know, ADPs for March, I say that because all those drafts are in March. It's a little bit different than, you know, if you look at the whole offseason. So. Very true. And I should add, whenever I list these ADPs, I put it from the beginning of the offseason up till April 1st. And some of these did rise as the offseason went on. Yeah. Okay, next up, we got Washington Nationals, and we have C.J. Abrams with a 240 ADP last year. And this year, he's hitting 253 with a 305 on base, 11 home runs. I think he just homered again here on Friday night, and 31 steals and 442 plate appearances. So about two-thirds to three-quarters of a season there. Um, Yeah, you're leading off with this one. Uh, I have him at 85. I think the, I mean, the speed is crazy and he's kind of coming into his own a little bit. I do think there will be some detractors, you know, his EVs aren't great and the power will be the obvious question, but, um, you know, he's established himself for sure. And runs a ton the team's not great you know there's warts there like especially with the team so we'll see but yeah i think that at a pick like 85 call it the sixth round or whatever um there's still upside there and probably some downside too so it's funny you say 85 and you talk about exit velocities because when i dug into him a player that came to my mind and I went to go look at his ADP was Andres Jimenez. Jimenez broke out last year and his ADP was 80. And yeah, looking at Abrams, I saw a lot of similarities, not hitting the ball hard, but lots of speed. And I don't think this is a profile I'm going to like expect to hit in the high 200s often. He might hit 250 quite a bit, but if with that profile and not walking a ton... Um, I think he's going to be a guy that's at risk of being at the bottom of the lineup. And you know, what's your what's your number? My number is one hundred and five because of the yeah. shortstop eligibility. And shortstop's just a little deeper than second, and I think that might knock him down a little bit. But um, so yeah, I'm going to say one hundred and five is my number. Yeah, that's fair. The only thing with with him and as though Abrams has always had more pedigree that than him and as. So I think Abrams is the type that it could just keep going. You know, I mean, there was a point where they were calling this guy Trey Turner, Yeah. you know, and so, yeah, it's kind of like taking all of these things into into equation, you know. I, Yeah, that was kind of where I, I had him, but I could see it being a little higher, a little lower. I don't hate where you, you have him either. No, and you bring a good point about the pedigree. That, that probably does knock him up a little bit. You know, I was saying Jimenez being second base might – have moved him up a little, but the, the, the pedigree part might actually put him a little higher. So I honestly would move it up another 10, 15 slots after thinking about that. But I'm, you know, my first answer was one Oh five. We're sticking with it. Okay. On to Philadelphia, another breakout here from a youngster and that's Bryson Stott. Uh, this year was a two thirty nine ADP, which I th- was, Fun, funny, because Abrams was 240. So these guys were right next to each other this last year. 
And he's hitting 297 with 11 home runs and 23 steals, 342 on base. And I guess I'll go first here. And I don't think he's going to have the buzz Abrams has. Um, so my initial answer was 125. I think Stott's a guy who isn't out there with huge exit velocities either, but he does have a higher expected batting average looking into him. But I think he's going to be around about a round or so behind Abrams. So I went 125. So where did you have him? Yeah, we're, we're really close. I got him at 130. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a Stott guy. Like I, I'm kind of, I'm a little surprised by what he's doing. Uh, you know, he does, he doesn't walk a lot. He doesn't strike out a lot though. Which that's surprising. I, yeah, I didn't expect that. Right. And he's having a solid year. I mean, he has speed. I think his role is, uh, more carved out now, even than it was coming into the year, which is good. Uh, I think it'll definitely be one that some people are just hard pass, but I think there'll be some people in on it too, hitting for good average. So yeah, I think around, around 130 is uh, where I expect him to go. Kind of like in the area last year where like Jeremy Pena, Nico Horner, yep. like that territory. Do you, between Scott and Abrams, like Abrams, if you're right, is at 85 and then, Stots at 130. Do you like one of them more than the other at that slot, would you say? I think I'd be more likely to draft Abrams, even if it was more expensive. I was thinking, by the way, you were saying that. I, I really don't think I'll have either. The, the, steel, the steals upside I just is a difference for me. I think that would be worth paying for. But, yeah, I'm not necessarily saying I would have either either. Yeah. Okay, well, that finishes up the National League East, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with, and we'll talk the Central. All right, it is time for the National League Central. And we're going to start with your Cubbies, Andrew, and Cubs pitcher who's had a great season, and that's Justin Steele. This last year, ADP of 298, so he's like a 20th rounder. And in 22 starts, he has 126 innings, 2.79 ERA, 129 strikeouts to only 28 walks, so a 4-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. Um, You finished up on that last one, so it's your turn to start. I've got him at 173, so about a 12th rounder. Kind of think he'll be in that like SP3, SP4 range. He's having a great season, a great season. Um, I think this is pretty clearly the high end of what one should expect, and I don't think you're going to have to pay – uh, full freight for like what he's done this season next season I think most people would be betting on him to regress but that said I still think he can be a solid pitcher kind of like where I have him slotted here so yeah right about like a 12th round pick 11th 12th 13th round pick um, kind of think last year like where Luis Garcia Jordan Montgomery those type of guys were going 
wow, we are like, I hope that's right because I think I'll be in on him if, at that price. Uh, my ADP, I guessed, was 95. <laughs> yeah. Um, got to 120 innings last year. I thought he'd finish this year around 150, 160. And I think the Cubs are going to be a buzzy team this winter as they've, you know, been, they're on the rise and, yeah, he's just had a great year. I I was yeah. I was thinking higher, and I hope your answer's correct because that is I think that one seventy. I think I'd be all over that price. What about did you? Would you like that or would you be afraid that you're buying high? Um, no, I think I would be in potentially. That just seems yeah, like yeah. I a- maybe maybe do have him a little low. <laughs> I was trying, I was really trying to like be conservative with it because I just, I don't think that steals a guy that a bunch of people are going to be aggressive on really. Um, so I think that will push him down, but maybe somewhere between like where you're at and where I'm at, maybe that's the sweet spot. Just looking at pitchers that were going around that point this year, just to give you some names this last year, Joe Musgrove, George Kirby, Robbie Ray, Hunter. Green. Yeah. See, see, I think he'll go later than those you think guys. So? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause I think those guys are moving up. Don't get me or a, a lot of those. Well, like George Kirby, who I listed, but yeah, that's the, the well, I mean, I mean more like the equivalent yeah. of next year's version, you know, not necessarily behind those guys next year, but you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking of comparables, but um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe it maybe it is a little bit higher than that, but maybe it'll be. Right I just I don't think it's yeah I don't think it's going to be a guy that a bunch of people are getting aggressive on really either. I think I would just because that's two years in a row, pretty solid production there out of him. All right, next up we got the Brewers and Christian Yelich, the guy who I put on. Um, like in my 50s in my dynasty ranks two years ago um adp of 117 last year and the numbers have rejuvenated best since 2019 i wonder if his back's feeling better or what it is but in 117 games played he has a 287 average with 16 home runs 25 steals 83 runs and 66 rbi already what a bounce back um and this one might have was one of the hardest ones for me to rank personally I tried thinking about a guy like looking at the steamer projections the rest of season, finishing with like finishing with 22 home runs and 31 steals, along with 108 runs and 84 RBI. And um, I think that's a third round player between the pedigree, the fact that he's done it before. There might be some that are scared, but I'm going to say an ADP of 42 is my guess. Where do you have him? I've got him at 62. Okay. So a little bit lower. Um, I don't disagree with anything you said, and I think there will definitely be people uh, interested in Yelich. So, I yeah, think, I was kind of thinking. I, was I think his high low, like, sorry, his high low okay. there, I think will, like, I said 42, you said 62. On that, um, you know, draft position range, I think there will be, a pl- like, the high low, he'll be inside of that. If that, yeah. do you, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It makes sense. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just kind of was envisioning like four or five turn type of player. Um, and yeah, I think, I think where I've got him, there's room for profit, obviously like this type of season, but we've also had recent seasons where 
62 could get ugly too if it kind of reverts back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking there. So, yep, third, somewhere in the third, fourth, fifth round there, depending on which one of us, uh, you know, where we're guessing. All right, next up is Matt McClain. And, man, this guy's been huge for those that took him in draft and holds this year. 750 ADP, so he was basically not getting taken in a lot of the draft and hold leagues this year. At this point, he's played in 79 games, so we're at basically about a half season. He's got a 298 average with 13 home runs, 11 steals, 56 runs, 44 RBI. That's good stats. Andrew, where do you got him? Was it my turn? Oh, yeah, it was. Sorry. I've got him at 74. So, like, late fifth. Um, Man, he's been awesome. Like, he's been so good. And the Reds are buzzy. Um, You know, obviously good offense. Hits near the top of the lineup. The park. I mean, there's a lot of things to like. I want to say... Does he have – I don't have it in front of me actually, but what's his eligibility going to be? Do you know offhand? I'm pretty sure it's second and short. And short, Once, both, once Ellie yeah. came up, he's been playing more second, but sometimes yeah. they shift him over to short and Ellie at third. Yeah. Yeah, I mean not a super long track record, or I'd probably have him more like a third rounder, but um, yeah, I think 74 about is where I have him. What do you think? I have him at 85, and part of that was the multi-position eligibility helping him. It's nice to be able to move him around the middle infield there. Um, I don't expect him to be hitting near 300 again next year, at least. I wouldn't be projecting it with that. Um, just striking out a lot. You know, his ex- I think his expected batting average is more like 240, 250. I, don't, I didn't write it down in front of me. But... With the Cincy lineup being as good as it is, I, I I wonder if he could like struggle and be moved down to the bottom of the lineup next year. I, I, I'm not saying I expect that to happen, but I'm saying that it's it will be in the back of my head as I'm thinking about him. So I don't know if I'll be in on him at his price, but um, yeah, I guess 85. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair guess. I mean, these are... They're literally guesses, we're you know, that's darts. the thing. Yeah, we're throwing darts. So just the fact that we're pretty close, at least, you know, most of them. I mean, there's there's going to be things. I always think of like the first draft I do typically right after the season ends. And it's it's kind of like when things just hit you in the face that haven't before, you know, like you see these some of these names and spots that you, you know, just haven't seen them before. So it'll be real interesting to kind of compare where they go versus what we've kind of mentioned yeah you always talk about sticker shock that people see at the beginning of these drafts yeah where there's no no info and i get shocked i've been shocked a lot the last few years and this is the first time i've really spent time thinking about it like this this has been a fun exercise i really enjoyed this already i think i think i'm gonna be in on mclean you think so i just think that there's enough five category juice especially in that lineup yeah, yeah. i think i think i'm gonna be in but We'll see what he costs. Next up for Pittsburgh is Jack Sawinski, ADP of 575, uh, 107 games, 392 plate appearances. He's hit 209, but with 21 home runs and eight steals. Um, I had to do some digging on Sawinski. I think I remember Jeff Jeff Ponce 
really liking this guy a few years ago, back when he, Jeff was with um, Prospects Live. He feels like a low batting average, high pop guy, kind of like a, in a way I was thinking like poor man's Kyle Schwarber. As I scrolled through outfielders this year, looking for comparable players to see where I th- around where they were going, and I decided it would be around like where Seth Brown was this year with a 210 ADP. So my official pick is 205. Where do you have Solinsky? I I could see this one being anywhere. I've got him at 161. So like an 11th rounder. Um, yeah, he's fallen off from what he was doing in the first half. Definitely. And he's really, I mean, he's mostly a power guy. He chips in some steals. I, you know, probably end up with around 10 steals, um, which does matter. I mean, if you've got a guy that can go 25, 10, that's really valuable. So, but I think it's another guy kind of like I was saying with steel where, I don't think that people are going to push him up a ton no. because of the low batting average. And, you know, obviously Pittsburgh, like the context isn't the greatest, stuff like that. But his um, his hard hit rates and barrel rates and a lot of his stat cast page is red too. So um, things to like, things not to like. I figured 11th round feels, uh, feels fair. Yeah, I don't think I'll be in on that price then. I think if he went a little longer later, but you're right. There is something to that. You know what I was saying about Seth Brown, Seth Brown's not stealing 10 bases. So that's a really good point on your part there. If, if Sawinski, I mean, and this is like this with most of these players, kind of, like I said, I think it was with Harris, but um, if he struggles the rest of the year, then it'll be lower than where, where I've got him probably. I mean, some of this is obviously kind of, it's going to depend on their trajectory going into the end of the year. And then obviously towards next year. So next up is my Cardinals and you may, this is an interesting one. Jordan Walker, who had an ADP of 177, made the opening day roster started off well, but was sent down for what I think was about a month. I didn't look it up. And I think the word I'd use to describe him this year was he was okay. He's hit 256 with 11 home runs, six steals, and 80 games played. So about a half season. Uh, you went second on Sawinski, so your turn to go first here. This is a tough one. Um, I got him at 110. So like round eight. I think it's. I think with Walker, people are going to buy into the pedigree. I mean, he hasn't been great this season, and it's going to be. A little bit of post-hype stuff, you know, people banking on pedigree. But he's going to play, and he has a lot of that pedigree. So, yeah, I think – I don't think it's going to allow him to drop off too much. Um, and 110 is around where he was going, like when the hype hit, mm-hmm. right before the season. And I think given that he's up in the majors, that's established now, but he hasn't been great. I kind of expect it to just be about where that was, you know, coming into this year. Like, I don't think it's going to really go up uh, because he hasn't been great, but I don't think it's going to go down a ton either. 
because he's um, he's kind of locked in. I like he's just he's going to play and get all the opportunities. So yeah, I've got him at one ten. I got him at 145. I think he does drop a little. I think that that when he got to 110, it was when they had announced he had made the opening day roster. I think that's about where he was getting up to. I could be. I, I didn't look yeah. at his high. It was. It was right around. It was right around pick 100. Like there was some. There was some deviation from that. You know, like some guys were taking him a little higher, but mm-hmm. in most of my late drafts. Cause I took him in a, in a few spots. So I was paying really close attention there at the end and it was right around pick 100. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's good. That's good info. Um, you know, he came up in 2022. He popped up, um, or I'm sorry, got off track there, but I was trying to think of a player that popped up in 2022 like him. And I really struggled even thinking of a comp where a guy that wasn't awesome didn't bust. Um, With just looking ahead with Walker, it's all about launch angle with him. If he does work this offseason and can start elevating the ball more, I mean, he could explode. But if not, I think it'll be more of an okay, not great production. And I I agree. I do think people some will look at his upside, but I think there will be some that'll be, you know, seeing the, okay results and being like eh, I don't know if I want to like looking at his this year's stats I mean if he finishes with 15 homer like 15 to 20 homers and 5 to 10 steals I think that'll I think that's going to be enough to sour some off him so yeah 145 is my number do you do you think you'd be in on him in the 110 to 145 range uh possibly yeah yeah I I could see it. A lot of it with me and like whether or not I'm in on certain guys, it kind of just depends on how I feel about each position and where the drop-offs are and other players that I'm targeting. You know, if I like a ton of players in that range, then, you know, maybe I get less of them or something like that. But I still, for the most part, believe I'm just, you know, we'll see where he goes. But, yeah, I think that's a pretty fair range that – I pretty much expect him to go. I think I won't be in on him early. I I bet it'll probably be kind of similar to Gorman, where I got in and uh, really late as soon as I started hearing about a swing adjustment, and I could see it. And if I start hearing some people that are really in tune with the Cardinals saying his swing looks completely different, I could see myself jumping in, even if the price is going up. But I don't think I'm going to be in on him early. All right, let's see. We are at about 35 minutes, so yeah, or 30 minutes so far. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we're going to do the National League West. All right. Finally, the NL West. We have five more teams to go through, and we're starting off with the Dodgers and James Outman, who ADP of 515, and a tale of streaks for him this year. He looked like the easy Rookie of the Year candidate in April. Cooled off for a while, but it's picked up the pace in July and August. His season stats, 257 with 14 homers, 14 steals. Um, Let's see. I think it's my turn to go first. Yep. 
and I'm going to say 122. A guy who should finish with something like 15 to 20 homers, 15 to 20 steals is going to be intriguing. But will some people might be scared off as seven of those homers were in April. Um, I really think this one could swing with how he finishes, but I'm going to say 122 for now. Where do you have him? I've got him at 177, so a little bit lower. Um, I did move him around a decent amount. I think there was a point I had him in like the 140, 150 range. So, yeah, I could see it being kind of anywhere in there. I The more I was thinking about his home runs and steals, I was like, maybe I've got him too low. But the hot start kind of slowed down. But late, lately he's been hot. So, yeah. um with the Dodgers, you know, there's probably not a ton of room for him to go into like crazy slump um, next year, but I think he's probably okay. I think of him kind of in the light of how, or I could see the masses looking at him kind of like they looked at Jared Kelenic, Cody Bellinger, like they were kind of going in that range. Obviously, one of those went great and one of those went terrible, but yeah, I think that's kind of the range that I could see uh, see Outman going. So, yeah, I've got him at 177. I think I if he hadn't gotten on this hot, hot like run in the last month or two, I might have been I, – I think I'd have had him there maybe even lower. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I really do think this one could swing a lot by how he finishes here. That's a big – this is one that could go either way, I think. Uh, next up, we got Ha Seung Kim with the Padres, ADP of 255, exploded this year, uh, like 116 games with hitting 284 with 15 homers and 27 stolen bases in 116 games. Now he's been hitting leadoff for, has he hit a leadoff all year or did he get moved into that slot? Do you remember? He got, he got moved in at some point. I don't know exactly when it was, but it's definitely been that way for a while, at least since June and possibly earlier. So where do you have him? I've got him with an ADP of 78. So fifth, probably sixth, sixth round. I kind of think of Tommy Edmond uh, when I think of Hassan Kim, not necessarily that they're exactly the same player, but somebody may think, oh, Hassan Kim, 78, that's awfully high. But to me, if Tommy Edmond can go there, which is basically where he's gone the last few years, Hassan Kim definitely can go there. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been awesome. I can't believe how good he's been. It's just so crazy. Like, everything's working, you know, average power, speed. I mean, I remember saying a while back, like, if you would have told me this guy was leading off for this Padres team with – Tatis and Soto and Machado and like all these guys, I just I never uh, never would have saw it coming. But yeah, I think he's definitely going to be moved up pretty aggressively. I I wouldn't even be that shocked if it was a little higher than this, but I don't think it can get too much higher. So seventy eight's where I got him. Well, I'm a little higher than that. I'm at sixty two, so we yeah. are in the same range. And yeah, Tommy yeah. Edmond is definitely the comp, the multi position eligibility speed guy. And yeah, I would take him over Edmond next year personally. If I think about it, I think I I'm 
more in on Kim than I would be have been on Edmund. Just I think. Oh, definitely. I yeah. like the hitter. Um. Yeah. Um. Steamer. If you take what he's done, Steamer projects him finishing with 20 home runs, 33 steals, and that will be with second and third base eligibility. With him only needing five more games at shortstop, and he's got that too. So he could be second, short, and third base for next year. And if he has yeah. that, man, that's that's handy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. When I was saying Edmund, I just meant like how Edmund has been viewed yes. going into this yeah. year. I didn't. I didn't really mean like next year because I would definitely take Kim next year over Edmund. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was just more thinking about like what I felt about Edmund the last few years and what I feel about Kim going into next year. I would like him more. All right, next up is Tyro Estrada, ADP of 166. I was really curious whenever I saw his name. I'm like, I have no memory of what his ADP was this last year. So 166, he's played 81 games, 274 with 10 homers and 18 steals. And he's had some injuries, so hence the 81 games. He's played two-thirds of the year so far. He's going to have second and short eligibility again next year, and that's nice. So I'm starting off here, and I'm going to say 83. A good player in San Francisco has been pretty consistently keeping him at the top of the lineup this year and last, so I'm saying 83. Where do you got him? Wow. Wow. Did you do 83? No. No, no, we're way off. I've got him at 167. Wow. I actually I actually was thinking like I was thinking about this actually right before we started recording. I was like I was going to ask you and I the answer is obvious now, but I was going to ask you if you think his value has gone up or down since last like since drafts up. I definitely think it's up. Yeah, I think it I think it has gone up a little bit. Um but not that much. Like, I don't think he's any, I mean, I don't really think he's much different of a player than he was last season. He's running really good. And the, it doesn't like, I I say that he's not Uh, run as much, but he's, it's, he's missed a good chunk of the season. So his stats look surprised. Well, right, right, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, that's true. I do think it's probably up a little bit, but Man, if he's at 83, I'm not touching him. I know that. So I don't know if yeah, I would at 83, but if he's at 160 or even like if he's in the 120, 130s, I'm all over him at that price, I think. So I think that's the way I'd say it because, yeah, I, I just like the hitter. And yeah, I, I mean, if he had been playing, I don't whole- really love the context in San Fran a ton. Like, I'm just, I just don't think this is a guy that's going to, people are going to be crazy aggressive on either i hope but, you're right because i mean he's a solid player for sure but there's a lot there's a lot of good players you know and yes. there's a lot of players that are going to get um like that hype that just drives them up more than i think somebody like tyro estrada will but i think um, what, i'm not saying i'm not saying i won't be in because that's not really what we're talking about here you know i'm just like trying to pinpoint an adp but yeah i, I could be talked into it being a little bit higher than where i am Basically, I'll put it this way, like if you take his homers and steals and you multiply it to the same amount of games Kim has played, they're pretty much the same. 15 home runs and 27 steals. They've like if you take the 81 games, 116 games, so you're talking to add about 50% more. I mean, it's almost the same. That's why I think yeah, I'm, I'm I, in on it. I would 
I would just easily rather have Kim than I, I agree. Estrada. I would rather have Kim, but um, yeah, I think I'll be in on Estrada if it's a big ADP difference. I'll if say it's that. later. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, next up we got Brandon Fott with an ADP of four hundred nine, and he struggled this year compared to what many hoped. Um, that four hundred nine kept moving up as a off season, like as we got into spring, and he was pitching well, and people were wondering if he was going to start the year in the rotation. One hundred fourteen innings pitched this year with fifty four in the majors, and these are his stats in the big leagues. Eleven games started, fifty four innings pitched, six point nine one ERA with fifty strikeouts and 16 walks he's pitching on friday night i like tonight have you by any chance looked and see how he's done because i have no idea yet uh there it's the fifth inning and it's zero zero i don't know i don't know if he's still in there i think he is i would imagine he probably is i'm pulling yeah right now if four innings three strikeouts no hits no walks so he's at four perfect innings at the moment I'm not. I'm not changing my number. So. <laughs> Neither am I. You go first. Uh, Two fifty-seven is where I have him. So, what round is that? I actually didn't. Two fifty-seven, seventeenth round. Fifteen. Yeah, eight. Eighteenth. Eighteenth round. Um, yeah, I think he'll be in the rotation. I think he'll be one of those guys that it gets to a certain point in the draft where it's like, okay, I feel like he's going to get innings. He has some upside, but he's obviously had a pretty rough year, at least so far. Um, I do think a run of good starts here at the end could help his case or or make his case worse, you know, going into next season. But yeah, I think right around that like round seventeen to twenty range. Um. Yeah, I just happened to pick round eighteen, but that was kind of what I'm vibing. What do you what do you got him? Where you got him? Way later. Uh three seventy five is where I've got him. Um, wow. been smacked around all year, and unless he finishes strong, I think he's a reserve round pick that people are just hoping hits. I you know, it kind of made me think of Lucas Giolito the year you remember that first year Giolito was in the majors and he had like the worst ERA in the American League? Yeah, yeah. Um, that that next year, I think he. Was, I'm pretty sure he was a reserve round pick, and maybe even like thirtieth round. I don't know if he'll be that late because he doesn't have like Giolito pitched the entire season of terrible data, and Fott's you know going to be more like a partial half season, right? Um, and you know, I doubt I'll be in on him unless I hear some like maybe if if he's in at that late, maybe I will. If he's in the before, like, if he's in the, you know, 16th round, I don't think I will unless it's late and I hear he's added another pitch. That's what I think needs to happen. I was looking at his um, pitch mix, and he's got a fat four-seamer, but I think he needs to get himself a cutter or a sinker or something to make that ball move because his four-seamers just hit too much, and he needs something to keep hitters off balance from or off from teeing off on him. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His fast, his fastball hasn't been good. No, I actually, I actually don't think I would be in, um, at this cost, or maybe even at any. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's obviously a point I would be, but I don't think that the difference between the 18th or 22nd round or anything like that would change my mind a ton. So we'll see. There's probably going to have to be some kind of news, or you know, we'll see how he ends the year. I mean, he's it's pretty volatile when you get down in that range. Cause any kind of 
like you said, any kind of added pitch or a run of good starts can kind of shoot you in either direction. So yeah, maybe throwing a perfect game against the Padres in August. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who knows? You'll you guys by the time you're listening to this, you might know, but we don't know. Yet. <laughs> All right, your turn. Or we're up to Colorado here with Chris Bryant. Um, first rookie or first Rocky off the board and drafts this year with an ADP of 120 and he's played 65 games with a 251 at batting average, eight home runs, zero steals. Um, let's see. I think I'm first. So I'm going to say 192. Uh, I think the Rockies, him being a Rockies hitter will probably keep him a little higher than he should. Um, people hoping for that, but, the dude can't stay healthy and he's not performing much whenever he's healthy, but he's got the name recognition. I'm going to say 192. I, I'm still like, as I'm even hearing that now, I'm like, maybe I need to move that down 20, 30, 40 more slots, but I'm going to say he's going in the 11th to 13th round. Where do you have him? I've got him at 238. Mm-hmm. So that is round 16. Like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, I can and easily be talking. Yeah, the, that. definitely the least fun of any guy tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just been brutal. But I mean, he's when healthy, he will play in cores. You know, so I think that when you get to sixteenth, seventeenth round, there will be some people that may be in on that. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's been it's been rough for Chris Bryant lately. Really rough. I it sucks. I know he won you your favorite team a World Series and man, it's just it's sad to see what's become of him. And it really hasn't been that long since he was a rookie. It was twenty fifteen. He's not it's not like I feel I feel like and I've said this forever, but I feel like Chris Bryant has just gotten worse and worse and worse since the day he entered the league. Or, or since I guess I should say since he won the MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just down, down, down. I mean, he did have the one year where he popped up a little bit. The year that they um, that he they traded him to the Giants. Um, but man, yeah, it's just been it's been rough. Do you remember we did our Rotomasters two startup dynasty draft in 2017? Do you remember where he went in that draft? Because I do. Um, I want to say like two overall, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. It was two or three. I can't remember. Bryce Harper was yeah. the other one that went like two or three, and I can't remember which one it was. But he went top you, three. You, you, you were one, right? Yes. You took Trout. Yes. Yeah, and you took Trout. Yep. And yeah, I want to say I want to say Bryant might have went two, yep. but I don't know for sure. Um, I know Jake Buck took him. I cannot remember if he took him two or three there. Okay, so that finishes up our 15, and we have a fun bonus player that you've given us, and I think if you'll, it'll make a little more sense once we n- read his name off. We got Jackson Churio um, going as a late-round pick in draft and holds after a, um, this last year, after a six-game cup of coffee in A at the end of last year. He's played a full season there this year, and his season stats are... Really good for those not paying attention. He's played 97 games, hit 278 with a 336 on base, 
So he isn't walking a ton, but he has 17 homers, 32 steals, 65 runs, and 73 RBI. And on top of that, he had a slow start where he was playing in the league with the tacked ball, the one that um, the they were, you know, just was getting a little easier to grip that they were experimenting with down there. And he's gone bonkers since July 1st, which is just a little like maybe a week after they switch back to the regular ball. Since July 1st, he's played 30 games and he's hit 331 with seven home runs and 10 steals. This is going into like a day or two ago, slugging 569 during that stretch with an OPS of 957. So I say all that. He's going to be one of the trendy prospect picks this winter, Andrew. You want to go first? You want me to on this one? Yeah, I'll go first. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to incorporate a prospect. Um, we had kind of talked about this, so obviously we went through did one per team, and I was just thinking about it, and I was like, Churio is obviously one of the top two or three prospects in baseball, if not number one. I mean, he's right there at the top, and I expect him to be up next season. So. I actually did a few numbers for this one. I, the number I wrote down was 150. But I want to say that this is one of those that the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't know if we should have put him in here because the the range here is really, really wide. <laughs> yeah, Like I think that, so I wrote down a high end and a low end of like what I could see happening. The low end, I put 300. I think that if he doesn't come up, there's obviously a lot of things that can happen between now and, and April. But if he doesn't come up the rest of this year and there's no real noise about him being up at the start of the season, you know, let's just say he's good, not great, et cetera. I think he'll go like around round 20. Um, I kind of think of, I think the first draft I did last season, Ellie De La Cruz went in round 20. And I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, and it wasn't at that time, it wasn't loud with Ellie yet. Um, So I think that's kind of the baseline. Uh, The other number that I wrote down is 90. And I think that if we get to a point where it gets like it did with Anthony Volpe and with Jordan Walker and where, you know, he could be up opening day and, you know, everything's just aligning. He's crushing, he's on fire, you know, hype train, you know, it's right through the roof and all that. I could see it getting into the um, maybe like call it 90 to 100 range. So, a lot of a lot of moving parts. I wrote 150 as my actual number, but I don't think it's gonna end up really being 150 because it's either gonna be A or B. You know what I mean? And I kind of don't really see it being that middle number. The thing is, is early in the off season is probably the time to try and get him if if you're interested because as things pick up towards March, um. You know, you run into the possibility that you're paying through the nose for like the Jordan Walker and the Volpe's from last year. So long winded, but that's what I got. No, I got a lot, too. I wrote down a lot for him whenever I was 
you know, thinking about it. And our final, like your official answer there was one, what'd you say? 150? Yeah. I'm at 165. So we're close. And I completely agree on this range stuff. This might sound like a lot of this is going to sound similar to what you just said. Because I went and looked at first to see where Jordan Walker went, which, by the way, actually, before I go into that, you were saying um, Ellie De La Cruz was going around 20. I started doing my drafts at the end. Like, I got jumped back in the fantasy baseball thing right at the end of January, beginning of March, um, or um, or February We when we did our Kings Leagues that Kando set up. And on February 27th in my first draft, Ellie De La Cruz was drafted in round 32. So he was going later than that. Um, I th- I want to say I saw him like getting up into like the early, like 23 to 25 range by the end of drafts. But yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't even get up into the teens that I saw. Um, so anyway, circling back, I went to look and see where Jordan Walker went and um, I'm sure Walker was going later early in the off season. And I think Churio will too, just like you said. I, he may not even get to AAA this year, and if he does, it's going to be a small sample. But then again, I do think there's a non-zero chance the Brewers bring him up still. Like I, they're in, they're leading the division, and I don't know. I I'm not going to rule out them just deciding to shoot him up even past AAA. And if that happens at the end of the year, he's going well ahead of 165, like you said. But I'm guessing yeah. that doesn't happen, and he's like a 250. Well, if if he's good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think fair. some of it will depend on, you know, like mm. if he comes up and he sucks for whatever reason. He's probably still uh, like it'll it, be such still a small be, sample. I think it, yeah, it could be. Yeah, he'll still be high. He'll still be high. But I think that there's some that gravitate more towards not having seen it yet yeah. than seeing it, seeing him struggle, you know, that's what, so, kind of what I thought about Jordan. Walker. It's tough. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm guessing he's probably a 250 to 300 guy early in the off season, just like you said, but then spring training comes around and the groundswell starts up. And by the end of the off season in spring training, he's probably moving up and up and up. What do you, what do you think? Like, so I don't really think he's going to be up this year, but I will acknowledge that he could be. Non-zero, I, I, yeah. I fully, yeah, I, I do acknowledge that. What do you think if he came up and he crushed it and like into the playoffs, like say he made some noise in the playoffs and it was like everything was working great and then into even like spring he was looking good and, like, what is the absolute highest you think it could get to? Third like if round. Every th- fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could get up that high. Because the, the, they're... Oh yeah, I know. I, I... <laughs> it's, it's so crazy to think about, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, though, for that, he's got to be up. Yes, for sure. And, like, all of these things, but... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's wild. If he doesn't play a game this year and he's just exploding in spring training and the and he's made the team, I think the highest he could probably get is like fifth, sixth, seventh round. Yeah, yeah. But um, it like I think if he came up at the end of the year and was dominating, maybe a couple moments in October. Yeah, I think he could be like third round. What? 
What was Randy Arozarena that year with Tampa when he just went absolutely bonkers in October? I think it'd be that kind of level we'd be looking at. Yeah. Where, because Randy Arozarena, people were like, yeah, I don't know if he's that, what he showed in October, but, and people might be wondering the same with Churio given the small sample, but yeah. So, yeah, it's fun to think about. Yeah. It's, it's such range. a wide, it's such a wide range. Yeah. And, you know, obviously a lot, lot to happen between now and then, but I do think he's going to play the majority of next season in the majors. So I think that, you know, even if he's like a late April call up or, or like early May, May, yeah, or something like where it's, I mean, I still think he's going to be drafted fairly aggressively. Maybe not crazy if it if they thought it was going to be because I mean, Ellie did. Ellie never got too crazy. So, but yeah, if there's any noise about him making a team, it'll shoot right up. So. Yeah, I th- I think over yeah over half the games played next year, barring health, he's uh, like uh, yeah in, in the majors. I don't have a good feel for when it is, though. <laughs> I mean, we're still a while away, and he's in Double A, and they've yeah. been patient. Like, I would have thought they would have moved him by trip to Triple A by now with what he's done these last two months. But they're playing the slow game with him, and well, can't I? I won't argue with it because he moved up to Double A, and really, like, it was a very small cup of coffee there. But he was, you know, it was a little rough and he wasn't great the early part of this year, but man, he's been fantastic. Would you take, would you take the over under on 120 games in the majors next year? Right now, if I had to pick, Oh man. Um, I would take the under, but not by much. Yeah. You, uh, probably the same. I think it's close. Yeah. Uh, That was just the number that I thought of because if they delayed him a little bit into the season, then it could be right around there. If you had asked me a hundred, I'd have taken the over. So yeah, yeah, that's really close there on that one twenty. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps us up, and we're going to be back to do the American League next week. I haven't even seen your list yet, Andrew. But we've after seeing these fifteen from the NL, I'm sure the AL discussions are going to be just as fun. Do you at yeah. least have them all done? Um, I have most of them. I think there's like two teams, two or three teams. I was trying to decide who, but yeah, I've got I've got most of them. Okay. Well, you want to pick one? You want to pick one team? Oh, and, and you tell you, me the well, player. Actually. No, nah, I haven't finalized it. Let's not do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. not do that. Because I may I I don't want to say it and then change my mind. We'll we'll save it for next week. Fair enough. I know I do know the bonus player. <laughs> and yeah, if you really think true. about it, I bet you guys could too. Yeah, yeah. It's a <laughs> it's very uh comparable player that happens to play for an American League team. So. Yes. So or a comparable level prospect, I should say. Yes. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you all listening, and we'll be back next week. Until then, take care, everybody. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, We would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. 
once again. Please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year. 